ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. This is Janice Porter again coming to you with another guest that I'm excited about. And before I introduce my guest, I just want to say thank you to you, my audience, for seeing the value in uh, listening in and spending some time with me and my guests. And just as this is being recorded in uh, the beginning of November 2019, and we're getting close to the holidays. And so it's a time for appreciation. It's a time for um, connecting with people and where relationships become, I think, more important than ever. They're always important, but they, they come, the heart seems to come, come to the forefront much more at the end of the year for me in terms of that. So, because I have family in different places, perhaps, I don't know. But anyway, I get very sentimental about it. So I thank you as my audience for being tuned in and love to hear from you and you have comments. So thank you. So today, my guest is April Ria Kureshi Davidson. She is an award-winning entrepreneur and meditation coach. And I will say, I want to say actually in the middle of this that um, my podcast, as you know, is all about relationship marketing, relationship building, and so on. And we, we have a, an, a unique connection, April and I, and I'm going to sort of feed off that a little bit because I have known her for a while, but she's really changed what she does. So this is a bit of a, um, a sideline to what you normally hear from here, but I think you'll find it interesting. So um, uh, Ria, as I'm going to call her, because that's how I know her, is an award-winning entrepreneur and meditation coach. She uses an innovative approach combining the art and science of coaching and the ancient yogic teachings to help busy professionals disrupt the thoughts that cause stress and rewire the brain for life mastery. And she does it in three easy steps, which I'm very um, anxious to hear because I'm always stressed out. So welcome, uh, Ria, to relationships rule. So tell me a little bit about you because you've gone through some transition yeah. and, um, and I think that brings, brings, will bring us to where you are in the work that you do. Yeah. So when we met, I was a real estate agent and, um, Talk that about was stressful. Yeah, it was very busy. Yeah. We know my, I was partners with my husband and so we were quite successful. We have another partner as well. So there was a team of three of us and mm -hmm. it was busy and, um, it was stressful and I found that it just wasn't, although I could do the sales end of things and I really loved serving the clients mm -hmm. um, and I loved uh, coaching them through uh, one of the biggest investments of most people's lives, and, which is purchasing a home. And um, so that was, uh, that was part of what I loved about the business. What I didn't love was the, um, the hours. The hours didn't suit me with a young family right. and both of us being real estate agents, you know, it just, it just pulled on me when I had plans with my kids, Sure, you know, I would have to like drop, 
drop for the clients, which at times is worth it. And other times it's not worth it. So yeah, of course. I, I made a shift in my life and uh, I found a career where I could still serve people at a high level and uh, make it work a little bit better for me. And I did that through coaching. So I got my professional certification as a coach. And I also became, uh, I was a martial artist for over 20 years. And I found that um, after a while, you know, once mastery of the art itself, you know, there's what's left, right? And so the spiritual aspect of the martial art was mm -hmm. there, but it wasn't taught. And so I was feeling a little lost because that's where I wanted to go with the martial art was more into the spiritual end of things. And, you know, when people think of martial arts, they mostly just want to, you know, get in there and, and fight a little bit. So I, I moved over to yoga. I found yoga. I found a really great teacher. And that was an amazing spiritual journey over the past couple of years. I've got um, my advanced teacher training as well as my yoga nidra um, certification. And so that's, that combined with the coaching has just been, it's just been fantastic. Like, I feel like I'm like, there was a transition period of about three years there where I, I was like, I felt lost and I didn't know what to do and I didn't have a focus and I was trying really hard to make things work. And, you know, I'm a pretty together person, right? Like I'm confident and successful mm -hmm. in the past, but it just wasn't clicking. And then finally it's all clicking together and I feel like I'm in my place now. So it's a wonderful place to be. <laughs> so uh, thank you for that. And I, I understand totally what you're saying in a different way for me. I was feeling that for a couple of years when uh, I was trying to find a way to put the two sides, two parts of my business together and my, my um, uh, LinkedIn training, which came, I think, sort of after I met you. Mm -hmm. And what that did for me was it was like, oh, my God, I can teach again. I love teaching. This is who I am. And my send out cards business, which you and I were... Um, uh, connected about and through is that that became that was about a different part of building relationship and keeping relationships so I found a way to meld them together and make them work so that I could say who I was and it wasn't confusing and I think that's what you're saying right so that yeah. you're able to talk about both parts of your business um, together and how it all works together and and that's so important and it it, it makes it so much easier right it feels better it feels good. It feels yeah. connected. And it's like knowing the self, right? Like it, it, I finally, you know, I have two kids and they're teenagers now. And there was a time when, you know, maybe the folks out there recognize this where you have children and you're just kind of like in this world and it's a beautiful place to be, mm -hmm. but it's, it's kind of draws you a little bit off of your center because you're so focused on your children and mm -hmm. raising these kids, mm -hmm. human beings, and you lose a little part of yourself, right? I mean, you gain a ton. Don't get me wrong, right? Oh, like, for sure. But I understand. But you lose a part of yourself, right? And so, you know, now that they're teenagers and now that I'm, you know, in the stage of life that I'm in, I'm able to like recapture that and make it work in a different way because I am a different person now, mm -hmm. you know, and oh, definitely. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. Right. And so tapping into that, into that inner wisdom, um, that lies deep within all of us. And, you know, it's, you know, what yoga taught me was about creating a relationship to myself and, you Talk know, to me about that. Oh yeah. So, 
So having a relationship with the self is, it, it's unique because so much of our attention is drawn outward into the world. And so we're so focused on everything else um, that we don't focus on ourselves. And that's more than just, you know, like self-care of, you know, having time for yourself. It's, I'm, I'm talking more like in a spiritual sense where um, we really don't know who we are, right? Truly, right? And there's, there's this opportunity uh, I realize where we can really get to know who we are and tap into that and just show up in a different way that is in the flow. It's, um, it's very much aligned and connected to uh, the self and to um, the relationship with the world, right? And so, you know, I remember this when I was a pastry chef. I was a pastry chef for 20 years and it was a very creative. Um, that uh, was before you were a realtor? Yeah, yeah. Was many a, lives. Yeah, and so that was very creative and it was, I was tapped in. Like every time I went to work, I was in the flow. I knew who I was and I was connected and it was a beautiful place to be. And so I, you know, those steps that I took in between there and here were necessary. They taught me a lot of things. Um, but so the relationship to the self is, is it's so valuable because you get to know yourself so much better beyond just, you know, likes and dislikes. It's, it's kind of, um, it's, it's hard to explain. It's, it's, a, it's an experiential learning about the self and it's about being compassionate for yourself so that you can be compassionate with other people. And I know, you know, you've, you've maybe heard the term like unconditional love, you know, and sh showing up with unconditional love. And, but, you know, we say that and we, we think we, we mean that, but it, it's really, um, when you really look at it, the love that we share with each other in this world has all kinds of at um, attachments to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'll love you better when you do this, right? And, um, you know, uh, you know, that, that connection you have with your children, I'll, I'll be better when, you know, my life will be better when they're gone to university. Yeah. Always planning for something else when we should be enjoying the moment as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so taking that inward and connecting with the self um, gives us a different perspective where we're not attached to those. Um, it, is it more accepting people uh, for what you see and what, who they are? more easily and more readily than we like and not being as critical and that kind of thing is that what what in a way what you're talking about yeah for sure you, you know you, you just you're able to see the person for who they truly are right so when you can see yourself you can see that in others and we call it shining the light right like mm -hmm. i'm we call it reflecting the light back towards you and um it's 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 beautiful it's um I, I'm at a bit of a loss for words, honestly. Uh, it's, yeah, it's... Um, okay. Do well, you, um, you seem calmer to me. I'm very calm. <laughs> you weren't, right? You were more hyper before, as I recall. Am I right? Yeah, like I'm a pretty intense person and I right. run at a high speed, but I've learned to balance that with uh, meditation and mindfulness. And mm -hmm. 
it's actually calms the mind, it relaxes the body and it balances the, uh, the nervous system so that you're not constantly Think, like my mind never stops. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I get that. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and, and honestly, it doesn't stop for me either, but I've just learned to, um, to step back from it. Okay. So, um, so I have a couple of questions here about around, um, the mindfulness and the meditation piece. And I want to just frame it because I'm one of those people I've tried. I don't really try very hard. And I, I'll give you one little example. I had the opportunity to do this, this um, uh, series of sessions with somebody around um, mm, affirmations and sort of uh, basically, I don't call it goal setting because I don't see it that way, but basically here thinking of, you know, I am this and looking in the future, but speaking in the present and in a way of trying to make my business better and make me better. And I started, I did a couple of them and then I get sidetracked and I'm, I'm like, I don't have the patience or the time. Don't take the time. I know that <laughs> we all have the same amount of time to actually do the work mm -hmm. because it feels, um, you know, like not airy fairy. It just feels too nebulous it's, uh, for me to, to take the time to do it. I don't know why it's like I deflect from myself and from my relationship with self and all of these things that I know to help me will help me. So you just wrote some things down. So go ahead, speak to what I just said. Yeah. We deflect from our own mind because it is so busy and to untangle all those thoughts and actually examine what's going on in the mind um, is a bit of, it's a bit of work and it's yeah. kind of scary because yeah. Um, it reveals things about yourself that you don't necessarily want to be reminded of, right? And so whatever is reflecting outside in the world back to you, that's a reflection of yourself. And I know we've all heard that. Mm -hmm. But again, this is experiential. What I teach is experiential learning. And so the only way you'll know that is through to, to, to do the work yourself. And, um, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned finding the time right and well it's making the time i know that right yeah yeah and and you know you have to make, <laughs> make time but the interesting thing is that once you get into a meditation practice mm -hmm. with the help of um an experienced practitioner mm -hmm. so you need a guide you know because meditation it's so easy to fall off and not really know where you're going even though there's so much information out there you need it you need a good teacher and then as you begin to examine the thoughts going on in your head you begin to witness them and um you begin to to see beyond the thoughts and so the idea is that um we go beyond the thoughts and we witness them and so the thoughts can also include <coughs> sensations and situations with people and relationships and so we go we we come into a place and this is this this might be a good time too to mention is that this method that i teach is actually a scientific method of meditation that um brings you from the busyness of the mind into stillness where the wisdom of the body uh begins to speak and so no. we're literally sorry go ahead so is it um guided meditation then i do guided meditation yeah 
but I, but the way I teach it is so that you can do it on your own at home as well. Um, so we put the, the ego mind aside. So the ego mind is that busy mind that's always chattering away and it serves a purpose. We won't go into that now because that's a whole nother interesting uh, uh, place to, to hang out. But we set the mind aside and with that, we go into the higher mind, which is the wisdom. And when we do that, we're able to set our thoughts aside. We're able to see the space in between the thoughts. And so rather than focusing all, on all the thoughts that are going on in our head, we're focusing on the empty space in between the thoughts. And in this way, we enter into a state of timelessness. And uh, I'm not, I'm, you know, it, it, I have to be honest, is that it takes time and it takes practice to mm -hmm. get there. Mm -hmm. um, but it does happen for everyone. This is accessible to everyone. And so there's a, a funny um, meme that I put up on, on my LinkedIn profile, and it was uh, the Dalai Lama um, was asked, how often do you meditate? And he said, I meditate every day, <coughs> every day. Uh, for an hour on a regular day and then on really busy days I meditate for two hours and so you know to people who aren't into, into meditation it seems it seems the opposite of right. what you do right right um, but in that state um, where you where you see all the thoughts so you actually take time to examine what's going on in the mind you see the thoughts and then you're like oh my gosh these thoughts aren't serving me any longer and you begin to to let go of anything that's no longer serving you. And in that letting go, there's more space and more time begins to arise. And so your perspective on life changes. And so it takes, it takes the relationship with the self first mm -hmm. before that can start manifesting out in the real world. Um, so from a um, entrepreneur, business owner, um, perspective we're always we always have so many things going on we're always trying to do too many things ourselves and not you know delegate them and and the constant um mind is never stopping so you you're suggesting i think that as we learn to as we learn to um the act the art of mindfulness and meditation that um, the, it, by clearing our mind of those things and by sort of slowing down for a period of time, we will be more productive? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. And so for a period of time, like what I'm proposing these days is that it's three minutes, you know, that we can just drop in to a meditation for three minutes. Um, and again, you need, you need to know what you're doing and how to get there. And I can help people with that. But, but we literally, when I say it's a scientific method, we literally are reprogramming the brain. And so we move out of a stress and tension of the, um, the lizard brain. So the very center of the brain, that's the oldest part of the brain, um, that keeps us in a fight or flight and mm -hmm. keeps us in stress and tension mm -hmm. and you know with the busyness of um of a business lifestyle mm -hmm. you know we are constantly running at that high state where we're just we're just on the edge right we're constantly running at the edge 
And so our, our nervous system never gets a rest. And so in meditation, it takes us out of that, that fight or flight, that low level flight or flight that, mm -hmm. you know, is just constantly there and brings us into the visioning brain, the neocortex where we can rest in alpha brain state. So we move from a beta brain state, which is active yeah. like we're doing right now into, <laughs> excuse me, an alpha brain state mm -hmm. where, <coughs> excuse me, creativity starts to arise. Mm -hmm. We start to move into visioning and our body just automatically relaxes. And so this happens because of what's going on in the brain. All the chemicals that are released in the brain when we're in a relaxed state help endorse more of that. And so that, you know, the more we do it, the easier it gets yeah. and the more that we can go there. And in this way, um, busy professionals can, you know, literally turn, turn their uh, mind around in about three minutes. And like this, that. yeah, yeah. And I find this helps with communication in particular, yeah. Yeah. you know, when, when you're at the office or you're on a sales call, like if you're a sales professional and we're all sales professionals, come on. Yeah. yeah. And you know, when you're like, you want the sale and the other person on the line, they know you want the sale. They can feel it, right? Like everybody can feel that, you know, it's like you're clinging, right? You're clinging to the sale. Like you want to sell them. Um, but your true intention is that you're trying to help people, right? Right. And so tapping into that, you know, true intention of, you know, I really want to help this person with this product or service that I have. And so we, we take ourselves out of that, that state of need, of necessity, of wanting into a state of, you know, how can I be creative and help this person, um, help this person with my product or service, right? Mm -hmm. And so we, we switch our brain around there. So we, we're re rewiring the brain so that we show up in a different way. And um, it's, it's actually really cool because, um, you know, you can apply this, this three-minute method that I have um, in a stressful situation, in conversations with your loved ones, um, with people at the grocery store, you know, with uh, people at work. And it, it allows you to come into an awareness, a state of awareness of like, what's going on right now? Oh my gosh, I'm stressed out. And so from there, you can just take a couple of deep breaths. And then from there, you can choose to respond to the situation rather than react, which would have been your first yeah. response. And so, so let me ask you this. Some of the people that were in your life before through your real estate business and, and um, the connections that you had in, as an entrepreneur, did they, did they make the transition with you? Do you see them differently now? Do you just, um, do they see you differently? How does that all work? Yeah, it's interesting that you asked that because I recognized this just a few weeks ago, you know, in real estate, um, not only is it high pressure with the client, but it's high pressure with your colleagues. And, you know, in real estate, we have agency relationship like a lawyer or a doctor or an accountant would. And so we're beholden to the client, mm -hmm. to keep their confidence and to do the best for them. And in doing so, you need to hold your cards really close and you need to wear a, a mask, right? And so, you know, it's a persona, right? It's a persona that you have to put on. 
And while it can be friendly um, with colleagues, it's actually very competitive. Like sure. below the surface, it's very competitive. We want the best in any, there's always two people in the transaction. So on either side, we're always negotiating the, trying to get the best deal for our clients in any sure. given time, right? Whether that's money or it's time, whatever that value is. And, um, and so you have to put on a persona, right? Like I, I found that I had to put on a persona and that I couldn't allow people, allow myself mm -hmm. to get close to people because then if I was overly friendly with my realtor colleagues, um, I, I could let something slip and then I would lose the confidence of my clients. And so I held myself back. And that, I think, you know what, now that I think about it, Janice, now that you've asked that, it's really interesting because I think that was one of the hardest things about being in that business is not being able to show up as myself. I had this realtor mask on and I couldn't show up as myself. I couldn't be, you know, I could be friendly and outgoing, but it wasn't, it wasn't really me. Right. And so. Well, I don't know. Now I, that's interesting because. That makes me want to ask that question to other realtors because, you know, I, I'm a pretty good judge of character and I usually can tell who's being um, authentic and who isn't. But, yeah. Well, I was authentic to my yeah. clients, right? Like the relationship with the client is different than the relationship with the, um, the my colleagues, right? And so with the clients, it was always authentic. I always gave them my best advice. I was always looking out for their best interest. But with but. your colleagues, is it because, see, here's the thing. There's, there's two ways as whatever business you're in, there's two ways to look at it. One is I, I, there's enough out there for all of us and there's not, it's not always going to be a fit. So there's somebody for, you know, for everybody. Or it's so competitive that, you know, it's dog eat dog. Yeah, real estate can be like that. And any kind of like true sales, you know, like where it's like a sales number, you know, you're after yeah. the numbers, right? It can be like that. And it can be dog eat dog. And, um, you know, some people thrive in that, right? Some people love it. And they can be authentically themselves, right? Yeah. Like, I call them the consummate salesperson, right? Where they can just yeah. be themselves. And, you know, they're in their they're in their zone. And, you know, it's them, right? And they're so good at it. And people are so attracted to that. But and you weren't able to do that. That wasn't authentic for you like I understand what you're saying that it you wasn't truly me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could do it yeah. you know and I was good at it right but it wasn't truly me right and yeah. so it's really interesting yeah, yeah it's, it's really neat that you you said that because now I'm having my own like insight right here which is great and that's good uh, I like that yeah yeah so, so share with us before we wrap up share with us an exercise that me and our listeners can use to let go um, you know, just to put ourselves in the zone and uh, let go of something we might have, you know, done wrong or that we want to just um, come back to center or whatever. Can you do that? Yeah, for sure. And I just want to say that we're not going to go into meditation here, but I'm just going to give you the step by step. Okay. Because um, I know some people will maybe be driving and things like that while sure. they listen. So, um, so what happens when we've done something that we may regret or we don't feel good about um, is that we cling to that, right? Mm -hmm. It swirls around in our minds and we're mm -hmm. like, Oh, I wish I had done this and maybe I could have done that. And, you know, and then we project ourselves in the future 
Um, so that's going into the past, right? That's like reliving the past and rehashing and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so, and then what we do is that we go into the future and we're like, what's going to happen the next time I see that person, yeah. right? Like, how are they going to react? Are they still going to be, you know, are we still going to have that energy between us or, you know, whatever, whatever thoughts that are going on. And, and so we're kind of like pushing away from that. So we're clinging over here to what happened in the past and we're unsure about what's happening in the future and we're not in the present moment. And the present moment is the only place where life happens. Right. And, you know, like we can't breathe yesterday and we can't breathe tomorrow. We can only breathe today. Okay. And so my ABCs of mindfulness right. is A, to become aware, <coughs> excuse me, A, to become aware, B, to breathe, and then C, to make a choice. And so when we recognize that we're in, some sort of state, some sort of disturbance is in our mind, we become aware and that's the first step. And so, and you may even, people often beat themselves up because now they know, right? They're like, oh my God, I should have known better. And so <laughs> we kind of drag ourselves down, but becoming aware is actually the perfect thing because now you know, and now you can do something different. Mm -hmm. And so becoming aware and then just taking a few deep breaths to help calm your nervous system down. And so it's just simply like breathing in and exhaling with a sigh. And if you do that three times, you're gonna find that your body is more relaxed and your mind is more still. And so we start with awareness, we take a few breaths, and then from that place, we can make a choice. And we can choose to so we recognize that we have these thoughts, we can choose to continue to do that, or we can choose something different. Mm -hmm. And when we live in the past and in the future, we just repeat the same patterns over and over again. And so the present moment is the only place where we can change our habits. Mm -hmm. um, it's where we actually set a new course for the future. And so in that present moment, awareness breath and choice and so this is where uh, the real gem is because now you can make a choice out of Move away uh, from from that yeah you can respond mm -hmm. with the intelligence of the higher mind mm -hmm. rather than react back over here mm -hmm. where you were in your busy thoughts and the ego was driving you so you're going into there's two two minds there's the um the lower mind and the higher mind and the ego mind and the wisdom mind. And so we move out of the ego mind, which keeps us stuck in fear and wanting and desires and all that kind of stuff of wanting it to be different. And we move into the wisdom where our inner truth um, begins to bubble up and without that calmness and stillness, without taking that breath and becoming aware that 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 won't have a chance to arise so in in that we have this chance for this wisdom to arise and from there that's where we make our choices different mm -hmm. we can is choose that, to react differently is that like though the conscious versus the subconscious mind or no is that different yeah yeah for sure like the ego mind is subconscious and it's constantly driving the mind us is subconscious 
yeah, a lot of the times there's different states. It's it can get quite detailed, mm -hmm. but um, the ego is keeping us alive, mm -hmm. and it has lots of um, useful uh, useful things that it does for us. But at the same time, it also keeps us stuck in fear and separation and desire, which are um, which which yeah it doesn't serve us we need to turn that around and so, so being able to set that aside so that the wisdom the higher mind can surface basically um yeah so when you have you've done all this training and it's taken a couple of years three years or something you kind of transitioned into your new beingness and your new business um where who's your ideal client now where do you find your clients are they coming from your past are they completely separate new oh, yeah there's a few coming from the past there's a lot of interest there um but mostly it's new people uh coming attracting there's a lot of uh people with health issues that are attracted to me because we can tap into in deeper in right like it's mm -hmm. beyond the mind and so uh, there's a lot of health organizations i was with sunshine coast hospice i was with um with connect place in vancouver mm -hmm. and um so it's kind of interesting and i i have some coaching that i do with a uh, a contractor with vch and so those are all health oriented mm -hmm. uh, organizations and mm -hmm. i think what's happening is is that the stress and tension of being a professional person in today's in world that industry yeah right? like yeah. there's there's 77 percent of professionals are stressed out mm -hmm. and they're carrying tension in their body that causes you know side effects like not being able to sleep and you know not eating properly and all these things right so um there's lots of data on that and so that those people are being attracted to me because they need to serve right yeah. like their purpose is to serve our purpose is to serve yeah. and so i help people you know, find out what, what's serving, what's the best way to serve right now. Right. And, um, so that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm, it's mostly women, uh, that are, <coughs> excuse me, that are attracted to me, but there are some men out there as well that are into this. And, uh, I am, you know, so it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's mostly busy professionals because those are the people, again, that you know need to show up yeah. in all the different areas of their life. And so there's the mindfulness and the meditation training. And then there's also, I call it like business lifestyle coaching. And so it's for the busy business person, whether it's, you know, you have a job that has lots of responsibilities or you have your own business mm -hmm. or you're managing people. Mm -hmm. um, we just work out how you can show up at work and still be able to show up at life as well with your family and your friends and, and, and get like a whole, a whole lifestyle going, <laughs> excuse so me. In that way, then are you coaching around the meditation and the mindset and the mindfulness? And are you also doing yoga um, training with the same people? No, not necessarily. No. So with the mindfulness, um, and meditation <clears throat> that's always in my yoga. So my yoga students, I, I work out of a studio. I teach two days a week and it's mostly um, older population here where I live on the Sunshine yeah. Coast. And, you know, so they need 
they need relaxation and stretching and all that kind of stuff. So it's a beautiful practice and I totally weave meditation into that. That's all part of it. Um, but with the, the coaching, you know, if I'm coaching someone on a uh, lifestyle, we definitely um, bring in meditation, but it, it doesn't necessarily involve yoga per se, okay. although meditation is part of yoga. And so we, I do the classic, you know, coaching paradigm um, with my lifestyle clients and introduce those uh, mindfulness and meditation trainings into like we weave it into the into the the sessions or you know we make it a special weekend or something where we kind of dive deep so that's so how I one on one in person with people or do you work over the internet or how, how do you often work yeah, so for yoga, that's one-on-one -on -one right. in person here on the Sunshine Coast. And then with my coaching clients, I work um, on Zoom. So we do Zoom calls or um, some of them, some of my clients are uh, like to talk over the telephone. So we just use the telephone. Mm -hmm. So whatever works. And uh, so that, in that way, I can work with all different types of people from everywhere all around the world. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so it's, it's wonderful. Amazing new, new world. Yeah. So I, I know that you have an offer for my audience. So would you like to share that with them? Yeah. So actually this week, <coughs> excuse me, I'm just getting <coughs> over a cold. Excuse me. So this week, uh, I'm depending on when you're going to listen to this, uh, we're doing a, I'm doing a Facebook live uh, every day this week at 1230. And it's on my personal page. And it's basically a, a 30 minute guided um, learning intensive on how to make meditation a part of your daily routine. And it's, we have discussions and we, 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 um, we ask questions and, and answers. We have a question and answer period. And then I do two guided meditations. And what I'm stressing these days Dressing. That's kind of a funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> choice of words. What I'm, what I'm emphasizing these days is that three-minute meditation to just drop into your daily routine. Mm -hmm. And that's part of it too, is I help people make it work for their, for their lifestyle. Because it's really important that it works for, for, for of you. Of course. Right? And um, in all honesty, this won't air this week mm -hmm. because it's in the queue. It will be in the queue to go out. I'll let you know. Um, but you noted here, complimentary 60-minute discovery call for busy professionals who want to help make meditation a part of their daily lifestyle. And I will put the links and everything uh, okay. in the show notes, but that's what I think I was referring to. Is that still available? Yeah, yeah. So I offer um, a 60-minute complimentary discovery call with uh, whoever's interested in finding more about me and how I can help them, for sure. And uh, it, the 60 minutes, it might sound like a a good stretch of time but again like i like to dive a little bit deep mm -hmm. and look at not just your business side of view but also your personal side and mm -hmm. and how we take like a holistic view of of what's going on and then from there i can make a decision of how i can best help you so that's yeah i, I have that it's on my website yes and, and I, I think, think you there's have some visual uh, little videos on your website too of of is it of the ABC of mindfulness? Yeah, I have a resource page. And so click on the resource page and there's uh, a bunch of videos there that can help you uh, do some self-guided um, uh, mindfulness training. And uh, the other ones, I forget what the other ones are. Anyway, there's... <laughs> there's I know, a, we, we, there's, we don't look at it that often, right? Yeah, um, there's a couple of different sets of videos so, there, so... Uh, 
I like to ask my guests one of the one of us uh, several questions, and the one I I want to ask you is that's come to me is uh, tell me what you what's your take on the word curiosity because that's one of my favorite words and being curious. Yeah, I think when you say curio curiosity, I think of possibilities hmm. and. So being curious about life, I've always been that curious person. Like I constantly asking the question why, and I still do it. And it's a hard question to answer, right? Like sometimes when I ask my clients a why question, they're like, they just are speechless. They can't answer. Um, so being curious um, and just drawing things out of people mm -hmm. and getting to the core of what, what is actually going on or what it is they're looking for. And uh, yeah, so I'm always curious. I'm I would think that, you know, what, what I find interesting, because I'm, I don't, don't see myself as a coach. I see myself as a teacher mm. and they're very different. And so as a teacher, I, I don't know. I, I find that it maybe we come at it a different way than coaches do. So because from coaches, you're trying to draw, I would think you're trying to draw the person to come up with the answers themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And to, so, so the curiosity has to be more subtle. I think the yeah. questions have to be more subtle. Me, I just, uh, my heart's on my sleeve and I just <laughs> ask questions. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's interesting what you say, because then you're drawing your, you know, I think what, it's very interesting because now I, the way I'm seeing it from what you just said is that I'm helping people become curious about themselves, right? Because like we said earlier, like we don't want to know what's going on, the thoughts in our mind. And or being curious, not so much being curious about themselves, but being curious about, well, it is being curious about themselves. I didn't mean that. It's just that about why they're the way they are or yeah. what's brought them to that point and can they shift it right and things like that yeah <laughs> and being curious about the possibilities right because i'm yeah. a big believer that anything's possible like we have we had our childhood where we were kind of you know we were in situations mm -hmm. where you know we were kids and now mm -hmm. that we're adults we have a choice mm -hmm. and so i'm curious like what's what's the choice now, right? Like what, yeah. what do you want next? And I'm a big believer that anything is possible. Um, and yeah, I, love uh, that. Oh, I, yeah. just, I just got this card that I sent myself because I wanted to see it. Oh. <laughs> it always seems impossible until it's done. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's beautiful. Ooh. It's just, I, I just love it. I think that's exactly. So whatever it is, we can make it possible. So that's probably a good place to wrap up because I think that, um, uh, it kind of comes full circle in the work that you do and to make uh, things possible for ourselves that we didn't think we could because we were so wrapped up in our ego brain or whatever. Um, so I'm going to give you one last go at the, at the um, mic and say one last thing that you'd like to say to my listeners and then we'll call it a day. Oh boy. <laughs> one last thing. Um, one last thing, I would say take off your shoes and your socks, depending on the weather, even if it's cold, it's kind of curious. Um, and just be curious and go step outside, step outside on the pavement and feel the earth beneath your feet, step uh -huh. in, in the grass, 
and step in the dirt and step on the sand and step in the ocean and step in the forest floor. So wherever you can be in nature and just take off your shoes and socks and just step on the earth and really connect. And connect and ground yourself, something I don't like to do. That's really good. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to think about that, actually. Okay. Yeah, because mm, that's a, there's a really good point there. I like it. Yeah. So thank you. This was delightful. You're and welcome. I will put all of um, the connections that you can make with April Ria Qureshi Davidson on the uh, show notes. And uh, please, uh, we welcome both of us, welcome your comments and your connections. So thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Janice. It's been fun and wonderful and insightful for me. So that's great. I really appreciate your me, time. So that's great. I just ask people to um, stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.